This is Homie and the Dude, the Father and Son podcast and gaming network. Today we're bringing you another D&D Diaries episode. Uh, last week we talked about um, the importance of a session zero and communicating with your players. Um, and this week we are talking about um, our arena uh, battle that we had. And the reason we're talking about this is because creative um, ideas as a DM that I create um, allow more immersion for the players going really to the 10th degree and we talked about this in, a, in another episode um, and also creative ideas from the players really enhances the game as well um, so as always structure is we'll talk a little bit about our session then we'll talk a little bit about what we learned and give you guys some advice so you can learn a little bit as well so getting into it after our players spoke to the pirate king zodiac he told them that they could either fight for their freedom willingly become slaves uh, to the Imperials, be sold to the Imperials as slaves, um, or they could fight. And if they fought and succeeded, they were allowed to walk free. Um, the team debated for not very long at all, and they <laughs> chose that they were to fight. Um, so the Pirate King uh, decided to play an evil trick on them. He placed them in a holding cell, um, and the holding cell uh, was pretty like unprotected. It, they had a very dumb guard outside the cell who actually walked away from the cell and left them completely alone. Um, across from the cell was a set of keys for them um, and a small little puzzle that they needed solved to get out of the cell. Uh, as a DM, I wanted to give them the illusion that they could escape. So the players thought they had escaped the cell. They were like, there was one hallway that led to the cell and there was a door at the end. I knew at the end of that door was the massive arena that they were about to fight in. Um, however, they didn't. So the players tried their best to come up with plans of how they were going to escape this island, basically. Um, however, I knew that it was just the Pirate King playing a trick on them. Basically, he does this to a lot of people, likes to trick them, make them think that they're going to get out, but then they just walk into the worst battle, of, usually the last battle of their lives. And so the players uh, were faced with this puzzle. So we created a uh, skeleton key puzzle for them, basically. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm not sure whether uh, you, it shows up on camera very well. However, the way it was described is the lock of the door um, had engraved pictures above each uh, lock uh, of the cell door. Um, there was a snake, a spider, a wolf, and a bat. Now, um, across the wall, uh, across the like room on the wall uh, was four keys each one hanging uh, that had a different amount of teeth on them. So the players uh, retrieved the keys by using our uh, psionic fighters um, uh, telepathic powers to like grab them. Um, and then they had to work out which keys went in each lock. Now, uh, the puzzle being that basically the number of keys, uh, the, sorry, the number of teeth on the keys is the actually the number of letters in the name of each animal engraved above the lock. So for example, you know, we've got a four teeth key here and that was for snake. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf. Wolf. There we go. What's spider? And How many keys was for spider? S-P-I-D-E-R. Oh, so it was. It yeah. was six keys. Six and so, so each one, as you can see, we built all these keys. But this is how we did um, it. And they have different teeth. And so the way that we actually did it so that the players could interact with it, again, the immersion part of this uh, was really important. So I might have like a four teeth key and just be like a... And try and use it in snake like an use idiot. Use it in snake like an idiot. And then, so I'd try to turn it and of course it wouldn't turn. So I'd grab it, simulate that the lock wasn't working. However... So for snake, I would then go to the five key, that one, 
And so be like, okay, let's try. And we were, you know, we we're starting to get the riddle slowly, but we were trying keys in sort of along the way. So, but if then if we turned it with the right key in the right lock, um, then we knew that that was somehow the correct getting key. us clo closer to solving yeah. the riddle. So it was, it was really cool. It yeah. was a it was a fun little practical one. It's cardboard with drawn pictures and cut out keys, guys. It, it took. Uh, it took a friend a couple of minutes to do this for us, and um, and, and the druid. It was the druid that solved it, and she was. It was like yeah. cool. It was a cool minute. It was like, it was like one of those ahas. I know it. I got it. And yeah. uh, instantaneously, we were past that riddle, which was cool. And it was really fun. Like a small low order like that had the group guessing for a little bit, added some dynamics to the game, and then they escaped. They went down the hallway. They uh, they got to the door. They opened the door after much debate. And uh, our reward was. <clears throat> Your reward was this, this beautiful uh, arena um, map um, that we had. And basically what we, uh, what we had was the players basically entered uh, from this walkway here and had battle in here. I'm not sure if you can see, but there's like a skeleton of a giant bone dragon over here. There's like a hole with a worm in it over there. It's the royal booth where Pirate King Zodiac was sat over there. Each one of these are like different ledges. So this is like the lowest tier, this middle tier kind of goes all over here. And then these are upper tiers uh, where the players climb and get advantage points and things like that. Um, we had an amazing battle in here actually. And I, uh, a couple of things I want to talk about is, so with the creativity of me creating that lock, it immersed the players massively. However, um, with this, the players came up with something so creative and so brilliant um, that it really, really shook me. And what it was is basically, um, I had a necromancer fight them in this arena and he was bringing bodies back to life of fallen combatants. And one of the things they brought back to life was a bone dragon, a dragon made out of bones. And the players fought it for about a round. However, our, um, <clears throat> our psionic fighter, uh, Tiefling, had a magic item on them, which was a airship in a bottle. So basically, the person who they had traveled here with on the airship that we showed uh, a few episodes ago, um, they basically would, when they parked their airship, suck it into a bottle and keep that on their person, and then they could release the, uh, release the airship again. Basically, she decided that she was going to try and use the bottle, which was empty, didn't have the airship in it at the time, to try and uh, suck the bone dragon into and, 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 uh, and capture it. She succeeded on her role uh, very well. Yes. It, was a, it was a very high role, and I couldn't deny her the creativity, and it ended up cutting the battle short. We it, all lost our minds. We, it was, it was <laughs> awesome, though. All of us at the table loved it. It was a great moment. It was one of my favorite moments. It was so creative. It was so left field, uh, like she was just looking through items, saw it and like decided that she was gonna use that. Um, and it was just really, really clever in the moment thinking. And I think as a DM, it was one of my proudest moments of my players in of that I put this really big battle in front of them. There was zombies spawning like each round. The necromancer was like hiding and spawning more zombies and stuff and skeletons. And then they had this giant thing to fight in. They dealt with it with ease and then bargained with the Pirate King. He released them and... Uh, well, there's like, I mean, there is the issue of we do have a bone dragon that at some point we're gonna, trapped, yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna have to deal with at some point. Yeah, that's, um, that's the thing is now the players have this dragon trapped in the bowl that they'll have to deal with. Bottle. Yeah, um, if they wanna put their airship back in the bottle, they're gonna have to get a dragon out. Um, which again, adds for fun side story. So 
the point of this episode, guys, and the thing to learn is going that extra mile by creating a puzzle, um, you know, as a player, thinking of creative resolves to really come up with ways to stifle your DM in terms of like, and I don't mean trying to make it hard on your DM, I mean coming up with ways of uh, strategically winning combat or, you know, coming up with ways to get out of like a, a troublesome situation or something like that, persuade your way into a building, you know, like that. It all enhances the game. As a dungeon master, if you can create things and make that immersive experience for your players, it really helps. And as a player, when you're being creative, coming up with fun stuff, it means everyone at the table kind of gets in that headspace, actually. Yeah. And what you'll find is the magic is infectious. When one person has a really creative idea, later in the session, someone else will, and someone else will, and it will build on itself. Um, and because you'll really, remember really also, during that session, basically, so it's about really, I mean, one way of being creative is just being aware of all of the different inventory that you have. And is there something and in your abilities inventory? abilities and stats yeah. and features yeah. and yeah. all that. And trying to put some of that together. Because you're right, there was some building on that. And there was other examples of people being creative in both in an effective combat way, but also just sort of um, challenging the Pirate King Zodiac with a, you know, we couldn't necessarily beat him specifically but we could kind of insult him in certain ways so just doing you know doing little things with the stuff that we had to uh to use them in a way that might not be traditional you know i might have a a wine skin of a certain liquid that uh is great for drinking but also and and wouldn't be really effective in a in a combat but potentially um given to my little pseudo dragon and poured on the head of king zodiac might just be a you know a sort of dirt kicked in his face sort of moment. Yeah. Didn't mean anything really to him in the whole sort of picture, but it was just a little like, definitely, fuck you, dude. Definitely, <laughs> definitely soured his flavor of, <laughs> yeah. of you as, as, as Ulrich Emberhardt the dwarf. Um, <clears throat> I, I think, like guys, at the end of the day, when when D and D is about coming up with fun plot together, and whether that is, and fun can be somber moments, it can be serious moments. Fun can also be wacky and wild things like a like sucking a bone dragon into a tiny bottle and keeping it on your hip. It, wildness, you know? And that's what it's all about, guys. That's what we love about Dungeons & Dragons. So this episode is us trying to tell you, be creative, have fun. As a dungeon master, take that extra step. It will make it more fun for you in the moment when you're, you know, if you're doing it in person, like for us, when your characters are standing up and trying keys and getting into it, you know, yeah. it is really fun. It does make it this really enriching experience. And as a player, if you're coming up with creative stuff, again, it just takes it to another level. It pushes everyone to think further and harder and, you know, work together and stuff like that. So definitely, definitely consider both of those things as a dungeon master and as a player. And we hope that you come away from this and in your next session, maybe have some of that extra enthusiasm and inspiration to, to do something that is not out of character, but out of the ordinary. I think. Ooh, I like that. Mm, you like that? I do like that. And we'll end on that bombshell. <laughs> uh, next time, we're going to be talking about um, how we began building our city. 
um, because during all this time while we've been running the Battle Royale that we talked about a few episodes ago and while we had the Pirate Ambush and this moment with Zodiac and now this arena battle, during all that we were building this city uh, that we've talked about throughout this series and we're ready to finally tell you how we kind of built the city um, and what's going on there because our players from here left this Pirate Island and proceeded to the city. So um, we're really excited to tell you a little bit about the People's Republic, the Thirsty City in our next episode. Thanks for joining us guys for D&D Diaries today. This has been Hermie and the Dude, the Father and Son Podcast and Gaming Network. See you in the next one. Thanks guys. We're chugging through. We're loving doing this stuff for you guys. Um, if you want to support us, if you want to make sure that we can keep getting, you know, better quality set, better quality lights, make the filming better. Bigger, um, bigger batteries for the camera. Bigger batteries for the camera. <laughs> yes! You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you can do that by just liking, following the page, and subscribing to the YouTube.